and welcome to The Nerd Alternative, a sweet melting pot of all things nerdy. Uh, today, you're joined by me, your host, Ram. I was about to say my full name there. Um, full government. And to my yeah. right. I am on your right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Levi's here. Hi, hi, hi. Hello, hi. Um, and today we're joined by a special guest um, who is on the other side of the world. The other side of the world but i mean i'm on a side yeah sure yeah on the side of the world that's not the same side as england but anyway introduce yourself <laughs> hey what's going on uh britain from the blurred up podcast uh who's always jealous of of your hair <laughs> we are happy How's to have going? you no um today we have um well, I was going to say a special episode. It's not really a special episode. But it's I totally guess, a special episode. Yeah, it, it is. A special, yeah, I feel like that's why I wanted to say it's a special episode. Um, but we are talking about Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Um, yeah, which recently came out in the UK on the 11th. Something like that. No, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. God of War was the, yeah. Yes. A lot of things came out. <laughs> a lot of things came out. So they're all melding together, but it did come out on the 11th in the UK. Um, did it come? I feel like it came out earlier in Korea, no? So two things about that. So the reason why I do my I did my podcast is because movies like big blockbusters usually come out about two days before the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. And November 11th in Korea is Pepido Day. And Pepido mm -hmm. is the Korean word for, for Pocky, for the weebs out there. Mm -hmm. So... Because it's, it's oh, you know, 11, 11, yeah. hockey, hockey. You know. That makes sense. Um, hockey day. Yeah. Many It was originally supposed to come out on May the 6th, which is my birthday. Um, so I'm really sad that didn't happen because... Salty. So, yeah, I, I'm upset about it. Basically, so far, me and my brother have beef about which Marvel movies come out around our birthdays and i have the record because they always used to come out may the 6th and now um i've lost that war but i mean his birthday's in january and nothing comes out in january so there you go that's right the that first week of may is usually marvel marvel's yeah. uh, release dates oh, right it's yeah. a good point yeah. i think i got captain marvel maybe I don't know. I'm going to check now. I mean, I'm jealous. I'm April. So I just, I'm just, just on the, the first Avengers movie, I went to go watch it on my birthday and I was like 16 years old. So yeah, that was a highlight. I mean, I'm September, so no movies come out. I mean, the only thing we got, we got Shang-Chi last year and that was, you know, you know, it was, it was, it was fine. <laughs> At least you got something. Um, but anyway, um, we're going to kind of dive straight into it. Um, we're not going to do any news um, because for reasons um but before we get into stuff i wanted to kind of shout out like the production um within black panther and just go through all the creatives just because i think we really need to like shout them out give them their flowers because this movie was beautiful the sound was oh, beautiful yeah. um you know there were like some really great moments in it as well um so yeah i just want to go through um, everyone who was involved or nearly everyone who was involved um so of course we had Brian Kugler coming back as the director mm. um he also wrote the script um with Joe Robert Cole who was also involved in the first movie um coming back as well um the original story was also by Ryan Kugler um so you know he was he was really uh I guess yeah having the creative overview um 
I think the story might have been by someone different in the first movie, but I can't remember. Um, cinematographer was Autumn Dorald Arkapur, who worked on Loki. Um, Rachel Morrison, who is Ryan's usual collaborator, um, wasn't available because um, she was working on another movie. But I think it's really cool that they had another female cinematographer, just because, again, like that is like not something you see very often. Um, and yeah, I think it's just one of those important roles to see um, different faces um, in those roles. Um, composer, in their perspective. Yeah, sure. exactly. Um, and also they did a lot of really interesting camera work in this film. Um, so I know one of the things that they mentioned was that they used that anamorphic lens to kind of warp some of the images, particularly in that first scene, which we'll talk about later, um, just to kind of um, have a lens of grief or like loss um, mm. in the film, which I think was really interesting. Um, the composer was Ludwig Göransson, who came back again and is also Ryan's longtime collaborator and fellow um, graduate, um, which is like, I just love everything that he's ever scored and all of the music that he, he makes. And I think um, what's so great about him is that you can tell that he really does his research. Like, I think it would have been easy to just do a score that was like African sounding, um, but there were so many elements that, you know, you had um, musicians from Senegal who my mom was like, oh my God, that's Barbara Marlon. And she was all excited about that. But then you also had a lot of like American influences and it did feel very much like just gathering all of the cultures and kind of celebrating everything that was involved in this mu um, in the music. Um, and also I think this time round as well, having that kind of like Mexican, like Mayan influence as well and when you listen to the soundtrack I've listened I've been listening to it like for ages and it's just yeah amazing um costume designer was Ruth E Carter who came back um fire and yeah as always doing a stellar job with everything it's just so interesting also like if you get the chance definitely go and like look up her like whole process because it's just like super um yeah it's just amazing how much thought goes into everything and I think like you know, you watch it and you're like, wow, this is amazing. But then when you get into the little histories of like how they came up with like, oh, this is inspired by this. Um, I don't know. It always just like blows you away. Um, production designer as well was also Hannah Beachland, who came back um, from the first movie. Um, and again, having like a black woman in these kind of roles is just not something that I'm used to. And I think it's so important, like, you know, for so long, especially as someone who works in the arts currently, a lot of the time we always think of like the more showy roles like the director you know that there's a writer involved you know that there's an actor but seeing yourself represented in these like more behind the scenes kind of roles is also equally important because there's you know I don't know the more the more that you can see yourself the better um and then of course in the cast we had Letitia Wright um Angela Bassett Lupita Nyong'o Denai Guerrera um Winston Duke um also Florence Kasumba who all came back and also Martin Freeman um and then we had <laughs> and also Martin Freeman <laughs> um, more and, more on that later <laughs> um and then the newcomers were Tanakh Huerta, Huerta I think I'm saying that right I hope I'm saying that right um Mabel Cadena um Michaela Cole and Dominique Born. um so yeah we had uh, a mix of new and old um the current rating is 84 percent on rotten tomatoes um 
which I think is uh, tomatoes one. is how you pronounce it. I think uh, God. tomato, tomato, <laughs> tomato. It does sound weird, even when I say it. To- yeah. Tomato, tomato. It's like a lot more effort goes into saying tomato yeah. than saying tomato. Doesn't quite roll off. Ram, yeah. Ram I get, I get hear you talk about anything all day. Your your, your voice is so it's so cool. <laughs> Dominic Thorne. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, something like that. You do sound like that. Oh my god. <laughs> um, I think I have a different perception of what my voice sounds like. And then he was like, Yeah, you sound like an old lady. And <laughs> not an old lady, you've got a regal vibe to you. Okay. Yeah, I, I that's that's a, that's an excellent way to put it. Thank you. Um, and box office at the Queen moment. Ram. St- I will take that. Um, I feel like I got you my got your crown on. Yeah, you, yeah. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. So box office was a 545 million worldwide um which is pretty ga- great um especially considering like cinema has been a bit shaky since the pandemic um i think a lot of people have been unsure about the future of cinema but i think slowly we are kind of like coming back and these marvel movies are obviously you know making money um just more recently um just the, the past few months there's just been kind of a uh a deficit in 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 movies that that are that are generating a large box office and so mm-hmm. this did this did kind of help save it mm-hmm. and, and we'll, we'll see how avatar does but uh i don't know if you guys are excited about seeing that i'm i'm not so, i'm not um... either <laughs> um i do have some fun facts i guess that i should put in before we start talking about stuff that um just kind of helps i don't know it's quite it's been interesting thinking about this movie because obviously we had the loss of like the lead of the whole like franchise um had such a massive impact on where the story has gone um and also just I guess the creative direction and also how the cast as well would have been feeling like I don't know I keep thinking about the fact that they started filming like six months after Chadwick had died and I I I don't know I can't imagine losing someone that you know you feel quite close to you and then having to carry on that's a big part of the project yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um that's a that's a that's a really fun fact you got half of that right yeah <laughs> it's fact. So, oh this sucks that was not <laughs> loads, um, loads of fun that was not the fun fact i just um i just wanted to contextualize why i'm talking about the stuff sure, that sure. i'm about to talk about but just like there's so much Compared to other films where you kind of just take it at face value, I feel like I've been thinking a lot about like the behind the scenes and all the stuff that they've been discussing. Face value? Think, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> you are bringing the Hassan energy because he's not he's here. Not he there. would be very proud. He, he, um, I know he just smirks. Yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> for you, Hassan. <laughs> um, I don't think he smirked. I think he laughed. But yeah, anyway. he definitely laughed. <laughs> um, I got so- you, buddy. One wholesome thing, um, Ryan Coogler actually learned to swim so that he could be in the water with the cast, which I think is amazing. Um, and that's probably the only reason I would ever learn to swim because I currently can't swim. And I know that that's a stereotype, but I don't care. I was going to say. scared of water. <laughs> and it's like we are bucking and embracing all stereotypes here. Yeah, like this is, it is what it is. Um, he talks a lot about like the journey of writing because obviously... Um, you know, there was an original script that he had in mind. Um, and um, Ryan kind of mentioned, like, you know, preparing and imagining writing words for Chadwick to say that just never, that we were never destined to see. And I don't know, mm. I think that's something that's like hit 
quite hard where you can kind mm. of feel it in the movie sometimes as well where there's like an, an emptiness or like a gap where you're like there was another movie here um which yeah I don't know was quite difficult actually sometimes to kind of think about um they chose to make um it Talcan instead of Atlantis um for a few reasons um to avoid comparison to Aquaman um mm-hmm. but also um they were widely inspired by the book Atlantis the Anta Antediluvian world um which is a really interesting book that I'd actually really like to check out um that kind of focuses a lot on um basically antediluvian means like the world in between um the flooding of the world um like in the bible um and then kind of you know when yeah. the water went away yeah <laughs> when the water went away and so um this book kind of imagines like all of the ancient societies kind of coming out of that and um how you know many things that are shared within different cultures um originated in this like one place that is Atlantis um so there's a lot of like Mayan influence in that but there's also a lot of like Greek and like Norse mythology um it's really interesting um so check it out if if you can or want to if you read yeah um the production line was quite strained um throughout this whole process so obviously we had like quite a few different release dates one of them being May the 6th which is my birthday I'm gonna keep saying that um and then it moved back quite a few times um and that's mostly due to um a few delays so they actually finally wrapped in March 2022 um one of the delays was Letitia Wright getting um injured um on set which um from loads of interviews seemed like it was a really traumatic time for her um and yeah she wasn't able to film for quite a few months had to come home um I think she got a severe concussion and also fractured her shoulder um Ooh. as well yeah she fell off a bike rig um yeah so they they paused a bit for that um and then yeah which is kind of crazy because I was like oh my god they wrapped up like this year like three months into the year which yeah that's a massive turnaround time. The mouse, the mouse cannot wait. What about money? What about money? Ha ha. Anyway, let's get into a non-spoiler, you know, soft, you know, little review. <laughs> soft open. Um, for anyone who wants to listen up to this point only and just wants to get a general vibe of whether they should go and see the but but the thing is hasn't everyone seen this already it's like it's like when I mean, I <laughs> it's like when Endgame came out and it's like we're doing a show a week and a half almost two weeks later it's like yeah. you've you've seen this already it's it's what November 20 what over here six over here 20s but I guess you know for those who haven't apparently or you just want like a general overview um, we can keep the non-spoiler yeah. a bit quick. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep I mean, all I'm going to ask is, what did you like? What didn't you like? And general, general feelings. Um, so nothing too de- detailed, and we'll probably expand on it. Um, do you want to go first? Who me? Yeah. Oh. oh, excellent. <laughs> okay, what I liked about this film, um, the production. You went through and shouted out all the people that was involved in this film. Um, the costumes were great. The music was really good um I feel like there were some good character moments in the film and also in terms of well not even just phase four but the the direction like Marvel's kind of been going in post Guardians I feel like this definitely had a it wasn't it wasn't like gritty or like Batman-esque but it definitely wasn't 
it didn't it felt far enough away from that Marvel film. No one was doing crazy quips and that essentially it had a it had a good tone, you know. Um it felt very much like its own film as opposed to the next MCU installment, if that makes sense. Like it kind of yeah. <laughs> I mean there was there was definitely like some setup and things like that, but in terms of like sometimes when you see when whenever you know Feige announces the next project and you're like oh there's the next thing it I feel like Black Panther in general feels like it kind of has its own identity it has the strongest identity mm-hmm. to, to me compared to especially now some of these new franchises yeah I, I really liked it man I think in terms of phase four it was possibly one of my most enjoyable films between that and Spider-Man, maybe, but I'm a bit biased towards Spider-Man. And I really enjoyed Talokan. I feel like it's superior to Aquaman. After seeing Namor, I feel like they kind of um, cheated a little bit with my man. I forget his name now. Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa, because, like, okay, he's, like, the hunky Hawaiian guy, but then I'm like, everyone else is just, like, white underwater. <laughs> Talokan just felt more... Uh, yeah, that's it. I'm sorry. Uh, did Talokan have octopuses playing drums? <laughs> Oh God. Um, so I think uh, true, check, true check, and mate. I check it check and mate Sorry. <laughs> I'm, from- gonna, I'm gonna disagree with you honestly I felt like Talakan really? was boring it all right like I, I'll, I'll okay I'll say this I appreciate the Mayan flip on Atlantis mm. but it was such a dark and dreary place like Namor swims really fast, but when you get down into Talokan, everyone's kind of just blobbing up and down. Like no one's really. So I'm kind of like, how do they really get around? Like, like mm. if I gotta go to go to school or just go to the store, am I really swimming like that slowly through the water to like <laughs> breaststroking? Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I gotta like you know pick up pick up tomatoes and you know I gotta swim back home and you know it's so super slowly. Like the the way that Atlantis looked in the movie, you know. I didn't love that movie, but I I feel like the people there it just felt like a just a more bustling city, big place. Mm-hmm. Like this, this kind of felt like a like a not a ghetto because it, it it just didn't. <laughs> I, I, I get what you're but it, I don't know. It just felt it just felt like lesser to me personally. Mm-hmm. I, I I think Atlantis definitely looked fully. I'd say more fully realized. I think I appreciate because it felt more grounded to me. Talokan, but I, th- I maybe it's just the comics I've read. I feel like Namor's kingdom is kind of scatty anyway. Like I feel like it's always in the decline. Just the comics I've read personally, it always seems like um he's like the king of a crumbling kingdom. I, I don't know. I do agree with you though. It, I do think it was very like it was very dark down there. And I think I said to you like the people in Aquaman they looked better like when they, even when they were like conversing underwater like the actual sea giant whatnot. But I guess well, they actually I made. The, the magic air bubbles to talk too so yeah. it wasn't just like blah, 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 you know what i'm saying like yeah. even there was a scene in this in in wakanda where namor kind of sits on the throne talking to people and it's like it's dark as fuck yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. i'm like yeah, i'm like yeah. is, is this how you do everything here because this yeah. is this is this is i'm not having a great time here i do remember thinking during the scenes and i don't think i paid it much like i didn't think about it further but i literally remember being like how do they like talk underwater and then even when they did talk i was like mm, there's not really there's not really, yeah, like like, not really it's not really doing this i was like that's a very uncomfortable life yeah. but i was like i wouldn't like this is not selling underwater world for me because i don't want to be doing this 
All right, I will say I enjoyed it conceptually. I always like a more, it felt like a more natural approach. I felt like like Atlantis feels very like, and and it's a film, so, you know, but it felt very fantastical. You could almost believe Talo can exist. Yeah, I think it, um, I think what it did also with the music in that scene was doing a lot of heavy lifting, but I think that it, um, it like sparks, you know, when you have like wonder, like, you know, when you see like just, like when you hear like you know one of those like one story lines that is like very open-ended and it just sparks things in your head like it it opens the like fantasy and like the the questions about a world I think it did that but it didn't actually give you many answers I think it just filled me with like oh yeah oh my god wow wonder and then like the music like the song is literally running through my head right now when I'm thinking I think also Letitia Wright sold it too like she also had that those that 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 face of wonder and and and, uh, amazement so but yeah, and last I'd say I just I like the way that um the themes are sort of embedded into the plot. It didn't feel too egregious of like here's Letitia taking on the mantle now. It was kind of even though I have my own gripes with the plot itself, um I feel like it was in the plot quite well to be fair. Like the conflict kind of matched the journey Shuri needed to go through, even if the conflict was kind of weird. But yeah, okay. <laughs> that's me. Um, I guess I don't want to speak next. I'll say, Brendan, do you want to say your? Do you want to do your dislikes as well? My dislikes. Yeah, I feel like we should just like fire off. Just get it out of the way. Yeah, get into the actual. Oh, I'll say as well. Shout out to the mutant mention as well. I'm a big fan of of the mutants. I I know I say this on the podcast all the time. I really love all the X Men stuff that's been happening since 2019. So I just can't wait for them to come into the MCU. To be honest, and hopefully they're done well. But yeah, my dislikes. Um, the action was fine. Um, you know, I guess it just gave my body the adrenaline that it, need- <laughs> that, it, that it needed, but I wasn't like blown away by the the fight scenes. Um, it was a very violent film for a film that had no blood in it, yeah. and, mm. and and it was really <laughs> egregious. Usually, I can kind of ignore these things, but like, you know, when people are being impaled. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then like then nothing's there's there's like you know they're unimpaling themselves and nothing's coming out you you can't ignore that really you, it's, it's really in your face funny enough when brandon said has anyone seen this film i thought he was referring to the fact that it's not unlike the first film in terms of like you know minorities conflicting it's getting a bit are we are we fighting asian people next is there a hidden asian kingdom somewhere <laughs> i don't know um no and ultimately just upholding upholding the status quo, you know. And 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 it always feels like Wakanda is beefing the other minority that may want to attack the West. Almost like they're like a guard dog when you think about it. Mm. Sorry, let me take my tin for health. Um, but yeah, <laughs> and and also I felt like we could learn more about Wakanda itself. I was saying to Ram earlier, um, I would just like a little bit of fleshing out of like a whole entire kingdom. Um, just little, sometimes you like to walk down streets a little bit more, see a bit of day-to-day life and things like that. Just find out a little bit, a bit more about what some people think of, you know, the ruling powers. You know, it's just nice to get a bit more um, essentially lore in terms mm. of the kingdom. And mm. again, my my gripe with the plot, I felt like a lot of things were very like, this has to happen to set up for the movie to happen kind of thing you know like this happens to create the conflict here um it was resolved in a 
weird way for me personally, but maybe you guys can convince me otherwise. The story felt a bit like it took a backseat to some of like the thematic elements of the film for me personally. But I liked it. Well, I was very pleasantly surprised, I'll say. I think the same. Um, but yeah, Brendan, I'll let you go next. I mean, I think you said a lot of things that I was going to say. Um, the acting, uh, there was real emotional weight that's been missing for a lot of these MCU films lately. Yeah. Um, mm. Besides No Way Home, I think, for me. Um, the development of nearly all the characters, like everyone got something. I mean, M'Baku kind of got a little, little bit shorted, which we'll get into. Mm. I, I think that's probably a small con. It's like, I, I just wish he just had some more to do. Ryan Coogler, uh, he, I, I put this on my Instagram, but uh, he took just female empowerment to like the next level. Like I've always praised the handling of feminism and black feminism in this, um, in this universe, in this franchise. And I think he just, just, just dialed it up more. I thought was, I was awesome. Um, there's some like weird, I didn't realize there was such a strong, like kind of manosphere recast T'Challa black male erasure movement. It's not mm-hmm. huge, but it's like, you know, a little vocal minority. I didn't realize it was so, so big. Even people on Instagram, there was a woman who was like, this would be trash because they didn't recast a child. And it's, it's like, wow, I didn't realize that that was like, like a, trash. Anyway, I don't, I don't focus on, on that stuff anymore. I don't, I don't care. Um, the, the costume design, I think, you know, she won uh, Ruth Carter won awards for it last time. And I think she just dialed it up again, just, just to another level every time, not every time, but almost every, every time folks walked on, I'm like, wow. Like I would really love to get like an art book yeah. of her fashion designs. Just, just yeah. like on my coffee table, you know what I'm saying? Like, like the art of or the costumes of Black Panther would be awesome. Um, you already mentioned the action felt a bit weightless, and I, I agree with you on that. I, like, there's no scene I would YouTube. Like, yeah. there's a scene with Queen Ramonda, but I'm more interested in her speech than I am in the action that was kind of woven through that. Um, I think you said already about kind of plot points were a bit, a bit questionable. Um, yeah. We'll get into that later, and I think it was just overall long. I think. Some things like Martin Freeman, which we'll get into, like his scenes, I think could have been cut. Uh, I think I like Dominic Thorne. I thought she was fine as Riri, but I don't know how important her her uh, her inclusion was. Like it could have been yeah. written a different way to like kind of make this film a little tighter. And so I think that's that's more of a nitpick than like a a con con. Mm-hmm. Um, that's me. I think well, most like, of my story guys... points are nitpicks. Actually, now that I yeah. think about it. I think you all said everything that I was going to say, so I don't really have anything more to add. Anyway, um, but yeah, let's get into it. Um, I I guess the first thing that I kind of wanted to touch on, just because like I said, it's like a massive part of the movie is just um, the tribute to Chadwick Boseman in general um, and just how they kind of dealt with the grief of losing him and also like, the decisions that they made in terms of um remembering him and um yeah the moments that were like dedicated to him um because i think yeah you can't go into the movie without thinking about him in the first place and you knew that i think that was one of the big things that i i was like i trust ryan coogler i feel like he's a very emotionally intelligent man but i still was a little bit like what like how are they going to deal with this um and i think it was really respectful um I think it was super classy. Um, I really enjoyed. Oh, you've got some, some. Okay, I'll say what I. Think. I'm gonna let you finish. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was quite. 
I say classy mostly because when they had like um the montage with him there was no music there wasn't anything that was like going to like kind of emotionally push you to the edge and that's something that I feel very uncomfortable with just because it's like yeah we're commemorating like Black Panther but we're also commemorating like someone who was a real man so I I was scared that there were going to be like some violins playing or whatever and I'm really glad that in moments where they were kind of um yeah having those like montages that there was no music and you could kind of just sit with your thoughts no like whatever you wanted to think about in that moment it was kind of for you to like reflect on how you felt um mm. which yeah I think that to me I was like okay that's 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 touching I like that we didn't get no weird CGI of him um they moved on quite swiftly like you know they didn't really explain his death that much and it was quite it reflected like how he died in yeah. life really yeah. um but you know there wasn't dwelling on I don't know I just felt like it, yeah I don't know how else to put it into words, but I just felt like there was a lot of like we weren't manipulated, and I think that was the big thing for me personally. Like, yeah, for a bit manipulated. Did yeah, he? I can't lie. Really? Yeah, that that put. I did, I'm not saying I needed some crazy post credit scene. Like I didn't need to see Jonathan Majors like flying into Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> I could have not had a post credit scene. I don't know. I'm That's the just... king now. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I don't know. I don't like. I don't I, I when I feel like they're trying to pull my emotional strings I I I really shut, shut down mm. and I just felt like the scene at the end with his son I just felt like I just felt like I will not I will not bend my heart is cold and when there, there was in our cinema there was some girls some girls at the back of cinema like oh my god you're killing me and I was like oh. I, went, I, went into, I went into grunt mode a little bit I can't lie when the boy was smiling and you know, Cameron was almost zooming in on his dimples. I felt like I was being abused. I didn't feel anything. That was just me personally. But I'm a grumpy guy. I have to. <laughs> I don't know if that part was the part that was supposed to, 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 to manipulate you. I felt like the quiet Marvel crawl at the beginning mm. where there was no music and it was just showing oh, yeah. Chadwick. Yeah. Man, I didn't funny. cry, but but I was like, man, that was that was moving. Yeah. And then when Shuri was grieving at the at the fire at the end, yeah. and it was again the use of music was awesome, but also it's kind of like that like that like Japanese philosophy of also the the silence can also speak volumes, and I think Kugler did all that masterfully. Yeah. Um, the kid, I you know whatever. I mean, I I I, <laughs> I, was, I, I held up I held up my finger because I think I said on the podcast years ago that I that I think, um. Nakia was out of the fight in Endgame be- mm-hmm. was because she was pregnant. I I, I want to find that recording, but I'm pretty sure I, I said I said it like like years ago. And you so, were on it. You were on the money. <laughs> called it. Called it. Um, That's here's my beef with here's my beef with the with the death though. Um, I respect Chadwick Chadwick Boseman's choice for keeping his uh, illness um, from the public. Absolutely, mm-hmm. but in the context of the film where you know it's canon at least in the comic books that you know wakanda has eradicated cancer for example they just put a little vibranium bead in and and uh bilbo's back and solved his like spinal shot issue like he's just walking around jogging to the red hot chili peppers now (laughs) and and the child was just like nah i'm 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 out and i'm and i'm kind of like they really like they they didn't rush through it like, mm-hmm. like they gave it time, 
But when I sit back and think about it, it's kind of like when I thought about No Way Home, it's like, wow, No Way Home is interesting. And then you kind of like, wait a minute, if yeah. this happened, then why did this happen and this happen? Like in the context of Wakanda being the most te te technologically advanced nation on earth, I don't understand why he would say, hey guys, like, some sums up. Can you all just, just run a diagnostic? And even the whole idea of like her trying to make the heart-shaped herb to cure him, I'm like, doesn't he already have that coursing through his veins? And doesn't that already, I that already provide healing properties for him? So I just, I don't understand like the rush to, I don't know what she was doing in the, in the, in the beginning so mm. i guess she was trying to like fix his dna i i, I don't know really what was happening mm. i think she was trying I to make the herb artis uh, was but artificial in the first she? one when he came close to death they did give him the second heart like another herb remember when he was like freezing in the river and then um, that's 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 because he was human at that point because they when he oh, fought killmonger he they took when he fought Killmonger, both of their powers got stripped away and they were just fighting as humans. Oh, That's like yes. Mbaku fought Mbaku yeah. fought him that way too. Yeah. So he already had, so they, they gave him the herb because he was human at that point. But once he came back and he was just Black Panther, so I'm kind of like, I don't understand. It's like, I understand that Cooler and the team had so much to kind of figure out. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm trying to give them grace on it. But when you yeah. actually look at it as a movie, I don't understand why this was, why, why this happened. Like I would have, it would have been more interesting not interesting, but it would have been, it would have been more believable if Namor killed him or something. Mm, like yeah. they wrote it so like Namor killed him, and it it would suck to do that off screen. Like I don't, but I guess as a movie, it would have made more sense to me. That's yeah. all. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think it was more focused. I feel like that was more to do with her not wanting to create the herb afterwards, and it, it kind of goes back to what I was saying about things happening so that they kind of have some sort of payoff later on in the film. Mm. As opposed to them logically making sense, because you're right, they, they have technology to, I don't know, do something else, I suppose. Mm -hmm. To do everything. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it made it focus more on Shuri and like her not feeling like she could save him and then not feeling worthy. So yeah, I, I, yeah, I guess it filled more into that that theme rather than making sense. Um, but yeah, I... At the same time, though, I feel like I could I couldn't think of a better way. A much like it's not it's not it could have it could have been a lot worse how they handled his death. He could have been CGI'd. I mean, <laughs> kind of thing. So just in the worst universe ever, where someone is like not tasteful and just the worst just, timeline. Yeah, like a I like a know. Tupac hologram. Oh, God. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just glad that we didn't see that and that they made that clear that they weren't going to do that from the beginning because yeah I just I I I mean I guess he could have held it in and thought he was going to get better or something and then I maybe think, it was just too late maybe uh, I mean I, I just I just wish there was a, a I know it's a long movie but I wish there was kind of like a little scene that just kind of explained that a little more I think um there was a scene where Shuri did say that like he didn't reveal it until it was too late um and that okay. she 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 had a line in there that was saying like something about like um basically how he held it back and then she wasn't able to save him and like why didn't he say anything sooner so i think they did kind of but obviously that was just like one line okay um, i mean that's but, that could that could that could be fine i i think you know it they're not magic you know so like if martin freeman's spinal injury you know, advanced to a point where it was like, I can't put this beat in fast enough. You're going to die anyway, like, or be, or be paralyzed. You know, I, that's fine. Okay. I let yeah. it go. So they did have that. Um, and I really loved the funeral scene as mm, well. Beautiful. Um, yeah. And I think that 
you're right like one of my gripes as well was that I do want to see more lore of like Wakanda like there's so many different tribes and like being like African myself and like sometimes hearing like my parents are both from different tribes and sometimes the stuff that they say about each other's tribes like even if it was like little things like that where you're like ah the river border tribe are always doing this that kind of thing it just helps to build the world but it was really nice in terms of law to just see like what are the actual like funeral rites of um Wakanda like how do they and yeah it kind of called back to you know the fact that Wakandans believe obviously in like the afterlife or like the ancestral plane and so therefore everyone was dancing and celebrating but then it's contrasted with like Shuri just feeling this like you can see that she's just not she's not able to you know dance or like obviously she wouldn't be smiling but like she's just so out of it um Mm. that was really interesting because that was kind of like the first indication that she's not um she's not well she's grieving how like she's angry basically that she's Mm. having an emotion that um maybe in Wakanda is not um how people usually express grief um even kind of treat it like like, just the process right it's time for this it's time for the funeral it's time for well, she's grieving and also just doesn't believe in this stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is kind of weird to me because she knows the herb works. So, yeah. I mean. Yeah, I thought that was a bit weird. I guess because she's, all, yeah, but she's always been the one who's walking against tradition. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I That's guess fair. it leads into that. Um, but yeah, I guess we can move on to like plot points. Sure. Also sure, sure. Characters. Um, I wanted to talk about characters actually first because I think we've got like a lot of new characters but also um expansions on some older characters and I think character development was one of the like really great things about this film and also um like there was already a very great female empowerment like presence in the first movie like you mentioned um but in this movie as you said it, it just went beyond and it was really nice to see that happen in a way that was like felt very authentic um which I think is something that Ryan Coogler is like just really good at in general um I think all of the movies that I've ever watched the the women even if she's like you know the partner she never just feels like just the wife or the girlfriend like she has her own kind of agency, uh, agency and also just like what she brings she's a fully formed character um, mm. I think it was great to see that. Um, I guess we should start with Shuri, um, which, you know, she is now the titular character of Black Panther taking on that mantle. Um, but we had to go on a journey to kind of get to where she was in the end, um, which was, of course, very important because obviously we were passing over the torch um, and seeing how she reacted to that. Um, I think it was quite... Actually, let me let you guys actually, you know, talk. Shuri's a goat, man. Shuri is a goat. I really, I really enjoy when, um, and I don't think if they've done it in the MCU yet, maybe if you want to count Ant-Man, where there's a second person in that same mantle, and I, unless there is someone I can't think of right now, but I always enjoy when they kind of show, when you can see the differences in between, between how that character is and how, this new character is going to be or maybe and then you can kind of see how it's going to be different and I and I just kind of enjoyed that Shuri sort of like battle with herself of like you know am I going to be noble like T'Challa you know who she saw when she took the herb and when she was um kicking Namor's ass and you know those those I, I kind of enjoyed her just her whole kind of arc essentially I feel like she retained her character who she was in the first film but she'd done so much growth but it didn't feel like I didn't feel like she'd done anything that kind of 
took me all the way out, if you get what I mean. Um, so yeah, I just think she was really solid personally, man. Like I, I really love Sharia. I loved her more in this film than I did in the first one, to mm-hmm. be honest. I appreciate, I think you said it before about the kind of, there was some MCU formula in there, but Ryan Coogler was very intentional about the slow burn of this movie and really taking her on that hero's journey. I think more yeah. than we've seen in a lot of these 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 movies. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think a lot of these, these characters, like once they get the powers, like they want them, you know? I, I can't think of a hero that who didn't want the powers when they got them. But now Shuri's just kind of like, I just don't, I don't know what to do here. I'm just trying to grieve and survive. And she's ultimately just, it's just put on her. And she takes that choice to ha- to 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 be the, the, the Panther. That was great. I also, again, I didn't know there was such a, vocal minority who didn't want her to have the herb too like i thought that was just going to be natural personally um and i mean and it's in the comics too so it's kind of like why are you all i mean as a as a fighter obviously like okoye would probably be the best to have it um but i don't know about like democracy or or, i don't know like kings and queens and stuff right (laughs) i'm thinking of house of dragons (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't the sibling get the mantle? I don't know. But yeah, I thought she was great. Like, um, Sister Wright just has so much range. Like she, like she's not just the funny, the funny sister anymore. Like she, like she became like a a grown woman in this, and I, I love that journey. Yeah, um, I agree. I think um, she is such a great actress in general. Um, I've yeah. had the pleasure of seeing her in a play, and she just like it's like she's quite a small women but she just has so much like presence um which is really interesting and you can tell that she like gave a lot of thought but I think also the fact that Letitia was very close to um Chadwick and like Ryan as well and that you know she she considers them to be like brothers so I think a lot of like the grief that Shuri felt was also a lot of grief that she was feeling um Mm -hmm. I was reading an interview about just like when she you know, found out that Chadwick had passed and stuff and like her reaction actually was kind of similar to how Shiri was kind of reacting where she just was like in disbelief and like shock and like a little bit angry for for a while and there was a lot of, you know, things happening around her. So I think um, a lot of that came through. But um, yeah, again, the logic of her character and just like how she kind of progressed was very... Um, natural to the character that we'd seen in the first movie it's like this is what happens to someone who has essentially lost their entire family who is you know like this is the kind of person she is and this is the journey that she's been taken on um and I also loved her that she had so many strong women around her as well Mm. um and the kind of sisterhood that came with that (laughs) and you know even though she wasn't always open to hearing what they had to say the fact that they were there for her and that you know some of it was kind of seeping in um but that also she had to figure some of the stuff out for herself um I think it just made for a very interesting character journey um yeah and and she I don't want to say earned the title of Black Panther but it was like you know that there was a journey there rather than just like up like like you know it was just I would definitely say she earned it I mean honestly she earned it more than more than T'Challa as far as like from us seeing it on screen because he just showed up in Civil War like this is me you know what I'm saying (laughs) I mean he was cool but it it was like we didn't know how he got there I would love to see like a you know a young T'Challa miniseries or animation maybe you know but like we really saw Shuri go through it all here yeah I loved it 
cool. Um, let's move on to the antagonist of the film. Um, no more. Um, no I can't say his other name without saying Ku Klux Klan. So <laughs> I'm not gonna cool. Cool, cool, Khan. Yeah, that's so, how uh, that's good. Wilson did. That was very good. <laughs> they call him Cool, Cool, Khan. Um, yeah, Nemo was the antagonist of this film. Um, it was uh, we kind of touched on it before, but it was great to have like a different take on you know um, his background with him being like Mayan um, and also that kind of Spanish colonization part of it I really enjoyed that and kind of how much it brought more history and kind of depth to that character in terms of like why he hates humans that well I mean his land fairies land fairies and stuff um he is like possibly the most brutal the most brutal kind of antagonist that we've ever seen in terms of like you know he just killed all those people in that show um he he meant he meant business, um, which I think was like super interesting to see. Personally. Let's talk about those uh, those uh, sirens. Oh that my was god, terrifying! Yeah, that, that was, was terrifying, terrifying, bro. That was. Horrible. I was like, I'm hearing the song. I'm like, okay, this is interesting. And all of a sudden, I'm seeing <laughs> folks just jump off the yeah. ship. I'm like, god damn. I it I will say like those initial scenes, especially with the music, just reminded me of every reason why I'm so scared of the sea and all those stories that you hear about like sailors being out to sea and just seeing and hearing crazy stuff. Yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm. there's probably definitely like some sirens out there, and I I would never be on that ship. I it's, I don't need to look for vibranium or anything like that. Um, it, 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 it definitely invoked the. You know, when you watch them YouTube videos of people who disappeared at sea, you, you watch that scene and you think, is this what's happening to people at sea? <laughs> Maybe. We don't know. We don't know. Maybe. It was, I, it was... I, I, when we compared Talakan to Atlantis from Aquaman, I feel like the brutality of these people and just their <laughs> level and just, just their different toolkit, right? Because like the, the, the Atlanteans have that kind of magic and stuff, which, which is cool. And, and you know, drum playing oct- octopuses but you know for for, for <laughs> talokan having that 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 kind of power because they were killing wakanda's that way too yeah. that was it was it was really terrifying to watch i haven't, I haven't been scared for a, a villain in the mcu in a long time like thanos yeah. was scary and like even kind of more than namor i feel like just just that that power scared scared me more than anything yeah and i, I think as well because you think of I mean, they didn't really talk about it in the film, but the fact if they're underwater kingdom, you know, things like oh, maybe they did like global warming and you know waste and all of these things, you you can feel Namor's anger, and that's what makes him more scarier. Because if you're us living in the West, you'd be like, well, if he came for me, maybe I deserve it. It's that that kind of thing. Like you feel his, you feel you might not agree with what he wants to do, but you can see why he's angry, sort of thing. Like like what we do to the kind of underwater kingdom and for me personally that always makes me kind of like yeah, yeah this guy's a menace because you can literally understand why they are the way that... i think he's even more sympathetic than killmonger because killmonger you know like namor didn't like kill some one of his own just because just to say oh he's a bad guy you know like he was very pr- protective of his people the whole time yeah there yeah. was no there was no point i was like this doesn't make sense i mean i don't know how if he gets dried out, like he he can really wage like a real war against all land, especially with with the, the Avengers around. Like he had to have known, like he had to have had some of his homies snapped away, you yeah. know. So can you imagine? <laughs> but like, what the hell's going on? Right. 
turn to dust and mud at, at the same time underwater um yeah i think yeah you both touched on like points that like he he definitely was more sympathetic to me because like from the get-go i kind of was like ah, but i see his point like you know like i'm kind of i'm kind of on side i'm not gonna lie um and i think yeah he also the the dialogue that he had with like um sharif throughout and like him kind of he was brutal, but he also was like kind of willing to meet in the middle. But the reason that he was still an antagonist was like, well, it's only going to go my way or I'm going to mess stuff up. But I thought that like, you know, when he took Shuri down to be his guest, I don't know, it just felt very like political. It it was, it was, I don't know how to describe it. It just reminded me of like, you know, when you think about like how wars are actually started sometimes and like all of those conversations that happened that were not necessarily like privy to um a lot of that kind of stuff and that's something that I also enjoyed with the earlier scenes with like um Queen Ramonda when you know um when the French or whatever were trying to steal vibranium and that kind of like nah, man. Kind of they should have killed them all man. I mean what was her that? speech I'm talking about her speech okay, her right. speech and just <laughs> best part of the movie I want to say that's the best part of the movie yeah, that was, for for me that was amazing also I liked that it kind of um I was watching FD Signifier actually talking about um, this a little bit and he articulated what I wanted to say, but like that it kind of reversed some of the stuff that they said in the first movie where, you know, it was like, yeah, you know, we're going to open up to the world and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, I'm fine with that, but you're not sharing no resources. And I liked that in this scene, they were kind of like, okay, yeah, you know that we exist, but that doesn't mean that we're going to give you vibranium because you don't know what to do with it. So, or you do know what to do with it. Like, all you're going to do is destroy. So I like that they took a stronger start. No, it's, my my thing with it was, right, when it happened, I was like, yeah, that, that was a great moment. But then later on in the film, when they go into war with, with Namor, I'm just like, but the French people literally was just, like, do, invading your country and that. Well, it wasn't and, their country. But you, you, there's this thing where it's almost like, um, Tanukan is different to, to America or to France or whatever like it's just like oh silly old colonizer doing it again like even that line at the end like colonizer and chain it's like we're supposed to take that I'm not trying to say they should be out here killing Americans or whatever but I just feel like you know you you, you could have sat down and spoke to to Namor a bit more and tried to negotiate a bit more don't you have like a more of a similar angle to get out whereas these guys in the west that you're fully and openly aware or just in your face trying to be nice until they can find a way to steal all your resources you're quite merciful to them I I thought it was and that was only in hindsight not at the time of the scene mm. it was only afterwards when I'm seeing these black folk killing these brown folk and I'm like I feel like you guys can sit down and talk about this if you can slap the French man on the wrist I'm pretty sure you can you know well, I don't know that's just me anyway to your to your point FD was talking about how this like this franchise has not shown uh, violence against colonizers mm. aside from uh killmonger killing claw in the in the first film um which was bad because he was bad yeah <laughs> but like and 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 i think you know maybe queen ramonda was going to honor uh t'challa's wishes but we got to remember that she didn't come in there to say you can't have the resources uh for no reason like she she did it because they were already trying to invade their invade their their, uh, their 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 space so maybe had they have not done that and i i kind of speaks to kind of um another i don't know how i feel about this if, if it's an actual con or a nitpick i wonder if ryan coogler was even going to address 
like you know it's been on, on record that i wasn't pleased with the community center ending of the first film <laughs> um <laughs> but i wonder with feige like with the introduction of having namor with the challenge of you know um colonizers trying to take the resources i wonder how even if chadwick boson was alive and well if they're even going to really go back to that plot thread of like mm-hmm. how do you really free black people versus like here's this colonizer part of this movie and that's all we're going to talk about mm. yeah it, it, it's it's yeah i don't know it's so difficult though because it's like i like imagine if black panther was just his own like it was it wasn't away the MCU. From the yeah, we're talking about a marvel film here because <laughs> it's like i know that there's so many like chains or like things that you just can't do um and that sucks, but that's what fan fiction is for. So I'm sure online there's some version. I mean, what, the, what I said to you, a film I would have liked to have seen was how this vibranium rush affected other African countries. Mm. Like, it, but that's just that would be a nice fan fiction because you know, I think you should write outside of Talokan, there's a whole African continent that I'm sure people would be like pillaging more than they do now looking for vibranium mm. but yeah maybe i will write that fanfic you know i think you should um, <laughs> we shall promote it on the podcast i thought it was inconsistent how the people of talakam were dying like okoye's vibranium blade like cut these people and they got up but then okoye was just like capping people with whatever gun she had and they were yeah. just like down like i don't understand how that works i don't know if that was a special gun though i don't know i don't know and yeah but like I mean, it was special. I mean, she was saying it was some sonic whatever, but like, I still don't understand how the about? healing powers of these okay, people. Yeah. Like how, how, how Okoye's like battle ready. I'm piercing vital points to kill these people. And they're just getting up yeah. and her little sonic gun is like, I'm dead. You know, like, I don't, I don't know. Cause <laughs> even, me- even at the end, in, 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 even the end war, like they were, they, like they were, you know, they were killing the people of, of Talakan, you know, they were, they were falling in the water, falling on the ship. They were dying from, from, from what I understand. No blood, of course, but like they were dying. So it was kind of like, what, what changed with Okoye's thing? Like there was no kind of scene to kind of, yeah. Like usually when you, you fight someone and it's hard to, it's hard to kill them. You, you realize their weakness later in the, in the end. But that's where like Okoye's power suit came from, which I didn't like, but her suit came in to, to kind of, you know, equalize things mm-hmm. but i don't really know like how it equalized that yeah i mean it gave her more strength but it's like do i get a strength to like go through them more or like mm-hmm. i don't understand because 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 it felt like like her spear went through them because yeah. it's vibranium so like it went through their skin it, it pierced she said like, like i things that normally kill people didn't kill them yeah so i'm kind of just like like the suit gave her the strength to like block these shots without like falling backwards. But as far as like actually, yeah, because if you're maybe, someone, it's maybe, the same. Maybe you drive them out a little bit. Yeah, but then... you, you, nah, you've got you've got you've got to say that you've got to say that for that to be a thing. Okay, well that's my because they applied it to Namor. The whole thing of Namor was strong. How do we weaken Namor? But then they kind of didn't really do that for the rest Where's of the. Well... Yeah, because they're they're all like, it, 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 from what I can see, they're like Black Panther level of strength. Yeah. Like they're very strong characters without like like it's 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 like Aquaman, like he's or Thor. Like Thor is the strongest of the Asgardians, but the Asgardians are still like strong as fuck. Like Loki's still strong as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Um 
Yeah, speaking of Okoye and also Ramonda, um, I really liked Okoye's... Okay, first of all, I would have liked to see Wakabi. I know that Daniel Kaluuya had like some conflicts, but I still wanted to see him because I just wanted a bit of an expansion on that relationship because yeah, I remember even in the first movie, I know there were like a few dis- deleted scenes, but they never really felt like husband and wife in general. Um, so I really like, you know, when I was thinking about what would be in the second movie, I wanted to see the fallout um, of those two characters um and i guess ramonda did mention it like you know that she can go visit her husband so i assume that they're still married but it's very like yeah but i'm like but why though like shouldn't you be divorcing this man i don't know considering how he is but i don't know i i mean i think i think he had reasons for what he did so i think you could be sympathetic to that i want to i mean um Maybe we'll get to it later, but just going back to Ansel Bassett, though, like her 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 dramatic speech in, 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 in the throne room about I, I let you do this. I let this happen. And now you will not deny me my shit. Like and she yeah. was just like, I love that. I loved Ansel Bassett's shoulders. They were they were their oh own my actors. God. I was like, I need to like, I don't know what I need to do in the it's gym. Like but Michelle it- Obama is on notice. Yeah, I just. <laughs> Anyway, sorry. Okay, I was fixing okay. my mom. Over here, press. Over here, press. Over here, press. Okay, whatever. What do to get man. that? Man, um, I was jealous. <laughs> Is she like six years old? I'm like, damn, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> um, but what was I going to say? Yeah, Okoye, I, I think, um, you know, we've seen her as like this traditional kind of general woman um, and... I it was interesting to see what her character is like without all of that stuff and like her trying like you know when she was just randomly in the town just you know when Nakia came up to her and it was like oh like like what, what does she do when she's not being a general yeah. um, I think yeah I look forward to seeing like I don't know if she will be reinstated it doesn't look like it because at the end of the movie Ao still had the gold um general clothes um but I it, yeah, I would like to see. I don't, I don't what want else. it to be. Who? Akoye? Yeah. To be general. I think it could take her in an interesting direction yeah. because of, you know, what's happened with her husband. I wish that they kind of spoke more, maybe not about it, even if he's not in the film, you can kind of explore how that has affected her as a person because that's, mm. that's like your whole husband, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and then if she's been like stripped of her rank, you know, you could become, a, I don't want her to become a villain, but that, mm. can, that can affect how you view your nation almost it's almost similar to like like you might punish her in those kind of wartime like you serve your country and you get dashed to the side i think that could be an interesting direction i'm pretty sure in the comics the dora milaje leave wakanda or something because that well i'm pretty sure it was ao and her i thought i can't remember what michaela cole's character was called but you know how them two are in a relationship i'm pretty sure they were the two dora milaje who were like off doing their own little thing kind of beefing with Black Panther. Yeah. So I was wondering whether that would like play into um, like a, a third film or whether that's just more of like a shout out to what happened in the comics and stuff. But I, I can't see Okoye turning into no, a not, villain. Not, but, not a villain, but... But yeah, it's interesting yeah. to explore her without her generalhood, especially when it's like, when you think about the first movie and the fact that she just let Killmonger take, not let him, but like, you know, she was so staunch in like, this is how we do things that she didn't really fight back until T'Challa came back um so I guess her reckoning like having a bit more freedom to actually do the things that maybe she wants to do 
and not being tied down by tradition, I think will be quite interesting for her character. Sure. Especially yeah. since she's such oh. a like, just, you know, I always think of like her looking at Hulk the way that she looked at him. Like she's just that kind of- yeah. Best like, scene of that movie too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, that shit is amazing. I love that scene so she, much. <laughs> she's just like, that's what I think of. Like she's just a no nonsense type of yeah, character. Yeah. So I love like, it. I love um, her. And even so her just opening up to like wearing that ugly Sonic suit thing, <laughs> um, like, you know, her changing her mind a little bit more and just like exploring. I think that's quite interesting. But also, man, yeah. when she when she cried to Angela Bassett, yeah. Mother! Yeah. Yeah. Broke, broke my heart, man. Uh, broke my heart. And I think it made me even sadder because they didn't really get to make up. Um, that's right. That's so true. It's just like yeah. that's probably something that's going to be playing on her mind for like a while that things were left just at yeah how they were left um with, i don't know if you guys have any additional thoughts because i'm gonna move on to ramon no you're good you're good yeah i just love to see what they do with okay to be honest yeah mm. yeah i'm curious um yeah they what kind of show they unless do. there is one in the works sorry <laughs> they need a show yeah, to just... Like you just watch that even if it was just like the day-to-day lives i i I could be wrong, but I thought originally there was a show called Wakanda Forever, and then they just and then they just put it on this movie. I I thought, I I thought they're gonna make a a woman of Wakanda show. I I thought they were. Let me me find the news, but I I thought that was gonna happen. That's why I said unless there is one, because I'm in the back of my mind something was like I've read that somewhere, but they need to make that. Yeah, that does kind of sound familiar to me actually. Now that they need to make that. Um. Yes, Ramonda. Oh God. Um, she had so many moments in this film, just acting wise, just being the queen of acting, being queen of shoulders, queen of just being a queen, looking amazing as well. I mean, she um, she carried the first like yeah, I think third of this movie on her yeah. shoulders. Yeah, she she really was. <laughs> she um yeah, on this like sure 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 was was just grieving and struggling. She was just she was just commanding everything. I yeah. I loved her so much. Yeah, yeah. I think. She, I don't know. There's not that much to say. She, I think that's why when she died, I was in shock. Like I keep saying, I mean, it to, was out of pocket. It, I just, <laughs> I, I keep saying to Lee, basically, you know, Naruto, where um, Asuma dies, and I, oh, yeah. um, when I watched that, I was like, oh, he's not. Like it was just so out of the blue that for like two episodes until his funeral, I was like, oh, he's not dead, is he? Is he? And then I think that's what how I say. Spoiling Naruto. For no, I don't care. No, I'm late I love how party. you all say Naruto. Naruto. Yeah, it's because I'm not. I don't want to say Naruto. It's, it's unnatural for Naruto. me to say Naruto. Naruto. Yeah. I mean, it's. I think for that one, it's because it's 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 actually Japanese. You got to be yeah. like yeah. kind of. You can't tomato this one. Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> anyway um but yeah it was that kind of shock and then like the realization of like oh my god Shuri literally has no family members left and just like what is this gonna do to her I think that was such a um yeah I don't know I don't know that pushed me to the edge (laughs) like I I and I I think just the imagery of her just 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 floating there too just like wow like you are you are sitting with this one uh, yeah. and, a, and another thing where she's coming in too late like it's not just I, like, yeah. like she's losing family but like she's just not being there fast enough yeah. to save her family yeah 
I, I felt that was the moment when she was like, I have to be Black Panther. Yeah. I guess maybe there was that regret of like, if she hadn't just created the herb in the first place, maybe she would have been quick enough to save her mum if she was the Black Panther beforehand, you know? Um, but it was dark, man, especially with Namor just floating in the window. <laughs> what do you yeah, say? Like, Mary, you're dead. Yeah, I'll be back. Just like... <laughs> it was dark. <laughs> I'll give you one week to like prepare. I could do this now. Like, <laughs> I'm going to conveniently for the plot give you seven days to like get your shit together. Yeah. And, we, um, and we and we and we and we fight. So. And then seeing like the funeral again. Yeah, that was. I think that was just very hard, and it was like at this point you could just feel that like I felt kind of exhausted, but you could feel the exhaustion from like Shuri. She's literally just at the bottom. Like there's there's just nothing there and uh, yeah that was that was a very crazy like that was an emotionally intense moment in the film um yeah and I think just more so because I was in like the film safety of like well they like you know she doesn't have a ma uh, a brother you know her brother's gone her dad's gone they're not gonna kill her mom like and then they did and I was like oh I mean usually you I mean maybe it's me just being too much into the film rules but you sometimes you feel like you know when someone's gonna die like, right. oh, that, that scene was really emotional two scenes ago or, or they said something that you're like, oh, that was very... Uh, That's so. the Walking Dead thing where it's like, man, this yeah. one's ha- having a really, a really strong yeah. episode. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. damn. <laughs> but she okay. I, I'm, I'm also kind of wondering how does the news about her death keep getting out? Like, I don't understand because they were, they yeah. were, they, they've, been, they've been so tight-lipped for a long time, for like literally yeah. like millennia and all of a sudden just like every little thing just kind of gets out i'm kind of like um who's leaking the news i mean the way they came they came the way namor's people was (laughs) i mean i know they're underwater i'm saying to me but i was like how did they even breach this border in the first place there was a lot of things that the the telokens were doing i was like how are they being undetected here i think it's you know the water barriers they got them water bombs water stealth like just water balloons (laughs) they follow water balloons essentially you know I feel like they, that was easy. I feel like that was I easy. I feel like you would detect me. in 2020. It's like 2025. But it was just too late. That man walked out of the water right in front of the queen. Well, also, too, I'm, I'm looking. I'm, I was trying to locate where Wakanda is. I'm pretty sure it's like near like you got like it's in the south uh, easty part of Africa. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at it now. Like and in, it's just like Uganda. if Namor and his people our water people like it's on like what kind of on land like there's like a yeah. big lake there but it's not like <laughs> it isn't like they like like how did they physically fly across i guess nigeria all of nigeria <laughs> or fly yeah. all across libya niger and bermuda i'm sorry no, sorry, not bermuda, Bur- burunda to, or and to, to get in here like it it, it also is kind of weird to, to me like how do you not because like they have a force field there and yeah. like and 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 like and a forest field hologram like like the the works so I don't understand how they actually got in there at yeah, all but because then, of vibranium but even in the <laughs> that even in the chase scene when they took um Shuri and Riri and they and then everyone blamed the Wakandans I was like you're telling me where were they Chicago Boston you're, Boston they're like you're telling me no one in Boston saw that whale in the bay that that flew up in the air and like not one human being 
saw that happen and they for them to say it was the Wakandans I just thought it was a bit like how would it's America don't they have drones in the water and stuff or whatever like you got it's all, swimming in the channel and no those, one those that. those streets were also very like you know conveniently empty I mean that's how a lot of films are though right <laughs> yeah, but true. like if you're that busy with they're in Boston right because it, it was it was it was MIT you're telling me that 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 highway wasn't full of cars at all like yeah conveniently not no ram <laughs> um there's so much to talk about but i feel like we're running at the time time is going it is um, it's quite it's, it's getting long i guess uh i will say though i feel like the fight at the end was a bit annoying to, to me personally i what did i say to you i was like she really just whooped his ass and he turned around and was like sorry guys like my bad he yielded but he he came across as such a proud man to me that I, I didn't want Namor to die, but I just expected him to, like, I expected him to beg for death and then Shuri spares him mm. and then he kind of will forever be somewhat resentful. Mm. It just felt I like... I don't it, think he would ever beg for death there. I think he's so protect... Like, he is the protector of his people. I think he would just do whatever he needs to do to, yeah. to make sure that he's around and use this... I mean, Obaku was similar, right? Obaku yeah. could have died and he was like, yield, man! Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. I guess. I feel but then I feel like also that kind of his name was character. I feel like sometimes his people are a bit more prouder than him. Even like the little conversation she had with him at the the other lady Nomura. had with him at the Nomura, yeah, yeah. But like I didn't think you were gonna you get your ass whooped. Like, yeah. But I think he's playing a long game. So Oh, I'm, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, he I, is, but I think it's gonna earn him it's gonna be at the ire of his people. Cause they're yeah. quite like they're quite they're quite honest and he'll start playing these little games and they're like, well, you're not the fierce leader that we kind of follow. That's what I think anyway, but yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay, I guess we shall move into overview because there's just, there's there's a lot to talk about with this film. We, we I mean, I don't know if there are any like more big major plot points to talk about. I, yeah. I am curious about how you all feel about its ranking, either in the MCU and, and, and in phase four in general, where, that's, where, that's where would you place gonna... it? That's why okay, I'm going to okay, get I'm sorry. <laughs> Queen, <laughs> Queen, Queen Ram, I'm sorry. Um, I yield. Yeah. Uh, I did want to touch again on the violence bit, but I, it really bothered me that there was no blood. Because you know when they were fighting in the water and I was just Even like, in the water, like, yeah, not a Yeah, I was like, that should have been oh, red. God. Like, there was so many people just... Oh, why didn't they... Like, that that whole sonic boom thing under the mm. water of their boat, why didn't they have any, any kind of protection for... For that like if you know that these people fight underwater and they have these like super water balloons yeah. and stuff why would you have like the uh, the sonic guns or whatever on your ship <laughs> yeah i'm like there's no defense on that like i thought that was wild it was very like bland action you're not supposed to think about it too much you're yeah. just gonna see hit a person punch someone someone fly over there overwhelming don't leave it too i much. also did I, find I, it kind of um crazy that like they those people just died and then Shuri and Namor came back like okay guys it's over now and it's like someone's got his hand around the name they were they were like high five (laughs) over I was like I was like what kind of shit is this (laughs) (laughs) Hassan I hope that you're laughing right now It, but, it was that's 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 literally what I remember. She yeah. just whooped his ass and they came back like guys, we had fight, I won. He like, said it's cool, let's go now. I would feel about that, like after I just killed some like but that's how war is though. I when know you think it about is, it. but it's just that's like true. How, that's how very war. true. Uh, UK and America, I mean, we killed a lot of our people. And now it's like, hey, you know, as long as we're killing the brown folks, we're we're, we're good. good. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? 
I just I just find it a bit insane. But anyway, we kind of answered this a little bit or like touched on this, but like how does this film, how do you think this film fits in with the rest of the MCU, particularly the phase four? Because like you said before, like I know they're setting up other things, but it did, Black Panther just has its own tone sometimes that it's like, it feels like it's got a very minimal impact on the rest, like the wider MCU and like the things that are happening there. So it's like, we're dealing with massive like themes of grief. And I know we've dealt with grief and other like, you know, WandaVision and stuff, but it's a very different tone in this. So I just wonder like, what, are we going to see Shuri in other films now? Or is that still going to be like pretty separate? Like what is the relationship with the rest of the MCU? What do you think? I mean, I think Phase 4 didn't have much of a relationship with the MCU, to be fair, Mm. Um, which made this film all the more stronger, to be honest. I Mm. I kind of like... I kind of like Black Panther's world being quite separate. I feel like it's like that in the comics anyway, except for when T'Challa just decides he wants to be part of the Avengers. Um, So I don't... I I I would like it to kind of stay where it is. You can borrow characters for your, like you know, your big Avenger things or whatever, if you need Wakanda for a little plot point or two, but I don't need what's happening in a lot of these other MCU things where everyone is just bleeding into, like, you know, you got a whole, a Doctor Strange film about Scarlet Witch sort of thing. I, I kind of like like where we are right now, to be fair. I thought it was weird that no Avengers was at the funeral or it, or even at the very least, they had a line where like, because I think Bucky has the closest relationship yeah. with them. So I think even a line of saying like, Bucky sends his regards like yeah. like he can't be here or or like you know our, our tradition won't allow him to be here but he said his regards like something like that I thought it was weird that they just totally Falcon cut out black. everybody Falcon's yeah but Falcon doesn't and, and Winter Soldier's think... arm is black technically so <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, yeah, but I don't think a relationship with the... I mean Falcon I think, had I think Falcon said to Black Panther was like so you like cats like that was his only yeah. line to to him so it's they're not close I th- again I think Bucky from having the therapy with the Dormelage to getting yeah. his arm I mean there's so much he's done with them I, I thought it was I, I was I thought it was weird that he wasn't there or at least didn't yeah. he didn't get mentioned at all yeah. Oh no, I didn't. Yeah, no, I, I more thought of like I would have imagined a Winter Soldier conversation with Falcon of him being like, "Are you not really sad about this?" Or not, not that Falcon wouldn't be sad, but I don't know. I imagine that randomly being a conversation for some reason. Oh, but ignore me. Um. Yeah, I guess. Okay, final rankings. Out of out ten. Of 10 yeah. Given making my five to me is an average film. I know people say five out of ten when it's bad, so I'm gonna give this a seven and a half. Okay. I'm giving that an eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think I think a strong a strong seven light light eight is where I sit with it. I feel like No Way Home, they're 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 very similar, but mm-hmm. I feel like I just give a slight personal nudge to No Way Home. That is Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Um, cool. That is an episode. Um, Brendan, do you want to tell the lovely people where they can find you if you want to be found? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, uh, Blurdy B on Twitch, B-L-E-R-D-Y-B, where else, you know, I'm also, I thought I would kind of put away the podcast Instagram, but I'm pretty active on that too. So yeah, find me on Instagram, B-L-E-R-D period U-P. That's it. Um, You can find us on, it feels weird not having Hassan or someone else to do this bit, but anyway, uh, you can find us on Twitter at The Nerd Alternative without the E after the N. You can find us on Instagram at The Nerd Alternative. Uh, I'm still really bad at being active on that, so um, you might not want to check us out on that, but you can if you want to. 
um you can listen to the podcast on spotify on anchor uh on apple Podcasts. leave us a like and a review we also have a tiktok now um which is the nerd alternative and we also have a youtube channel um where hassan's got some really cool um indie reviews so definitely check those out thank you for joining us that is an episode bye see you peace